This is Daizen Shui X, the podcast, episode 125, for the week of April 20th, 2008. Welcome to Daizen Shui X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daizen Shui X. You say it like you run the site. I yeah. love it. You're so proud and excited. Yeah, it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Thank you, Mary. Hey, you're back. I am. Where I'm were you last week? I was at work. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Unlike some people I know <laughs> named Mike and Jeff. <laughs> but you're here. Yeah, which yeah. means I'm not at work. That, that's right. It's, well, we're doing it in the that. middle of the day. It's another Friday where we're home in the middle of the afternoon and we're going to go do cool stuff because we're awesome people. Right. Nice. So I guess we kind of already introduced you. Your name is Mary. You're from the site called Temple of Trunks. You've been a Dragon Ball fan for well over a decade. That's right. You're old. I got my street cred. You do have street cred. So what's up with you? I'm doing swell. As you can see, I'm home. I'm not at work. And and you know what happened? What so, happened? So late yesterday at about 4 p.m., our our office closes at 4.45. I get this email sent to everyone saying there'll be an all-staff meeting tomorrow at 9.30 to 9.45. And we're like, well, crap. That can't be good news. What do they need to gather us all for that takes only 15 minutes? Oh, my God. It's going to be so awful. You're all fired. That's what we were thinking. Oh, my God. Are we shutting down? So we go over there and, you know, the president starts talking all serious. And then it slowly starts segwaying segwaying into something kind of silly and it's like oh we can see where this is going eventually it leads into the question so it's nice out and i'm gonna let you all go today because it's nice and you all can go get some exercise and go fishing and this that and the other what time do you think we should leave someone goes 10 o'clock and at this point it's already 9 45 unfortunately i had a i just said 9 30 uh, yeah right i think someone did really someone said 9 30 that's my sense of humor Nice. So we're like, okay, we'll leave at 10, except I had something I needed to do from 10.30 to 2.30 today. So the people that I had this meeting with were like, oh, let's just do it because it's going to be a bitch to reschedule. Let's just get it over and done with and we'll work really fast so that we get let out early anyway. So I ended up staying till 1, which was still early, hence my being here, but it was no 10 o'clock. Anyway, it's awesome that we get let out when it's nice out. So. so we're here, and we decide to spend our fun afternoon off by doing a pot. No, we're actually going to head out in a little bit and enjoy this Friday afternoon yes. and evening and hopefully and all that kind of cool stuff. But thanks, you're Mary. Mm-hmm. I would love to introduce Julian back. He's missing but in he's, action. But he's completely missing in action. Missing in Japan. So, like, I actually don't know what to do. Maybe I should... I, call the police. I was actually thinking, mm, maybe I should call his parents or email his parents or something, but... I'm pretty sure he's the type of person that doesn't ever call or email his parents when he's away from home. Yeah. So, like, what would they know? I don't know. I was looking around to see if he's posted anywhere in the last couple of days, and I think it was, like, a week ago that he has. I sent him another email. I'm like, hello, are you alive? We want to know what's up. Are you doing okay? Are you stricken with the plague or something? And we have no idea. Julian is, um... Come back home to us, Julian. Yeah, we he's, miss you. he's definitely in Japan. I'm pretty sure he's not like back here somewhere or something. So I don't know. But Julian, please say hello to people. They they miss you. We miss you. They want to hear your voice. So if that's Mary and that's not really Julian, my name's Mike. I'm the ringleader of this circus. Perhaps you know me as Vegito EX. And we got some cool stuff for you this episode. This is episode 125 of the podcast. That's a cool number. It is very cool. I like that. So what are we going to do?
do this episode, Mary. We uh, wanted to do the Chosen Shoe review. It ain't here yet. It's not. I actually Again. went to the post office the other day with my hair. Here's my thing. It's the the registered mail label number. It does, it's not an actual tracking number or anything, but when it's in the postal system here, they can actually look it up and do stuff with it. And I gave it to them. They looked it up. They're like, we don't have it in our system yet. And they were saying lots of stuff has been delayed lately for people. I don't know if it has anything to do with tax season and heavy volume of mail, but other people are getting it. I haven't gotten mine yet, so I'm really sad. I'm hoping it shows up very soon. As soon as we do get it, that next episode will probably be a review of it. So instead of that, we came up with a bunch of other stuff that we were planning on doing eventually anyways, so we'll move them up on the schedule. This episode, we're going to do another inconsistency episode and video and stuff. Because I've had it ripped for a while, and I figured, hey, let's go ahead and just do it. So look forward to that. We are still running a contest. We are giving away a Dragon Ball DVD set, so listen for that later in the episode. It's just a random email drawing contest. Other stuff going on. We got a surprise package this week. Oh, right. Yes, we did. Yeah. uh, We were down in Virginia, my mom's birthday and all that kind of stuff. So your mom was looking after the cats, and she said, you called her up. She was like, oh, you have two Anime Next AMV contest entries waiting for you, because we run the AMV contest there. Like, oh, that's cool. Great. We got two new entries. Check them out we get home. We get home, one of these packages is from Germany. I'm like, oh, that that's strange. We don't usually get stuff from Germany for this contest. And I looked at it and it wasn't actually addressed to the AMV contest. I looked again and I recognized the name. It's from our buddy Timo over in Germany, just sending us cool stuff for the hell of it. So I'm going to embarrass Timo and read his uh, letter here, because he included a letter with some of the cool stuff he sent. <coughs> I don't really know how to do a German accent. So don't try. So I I won't try. Dear Mike and Mary, you're probably pretty surprised to receive this little package. As you can see, it contains the first volume of the German Animanga, which was finally released over here. I know how you hate this thing, and I have to agree, but I thought it was funny to send you a copy, though. Colon, capital P. The reason why I bought one of these redundantly redundant pieces of crap is because I wanted to know how the translation had been done for this. So here's a little info for all you people curious about the German version. The translation for the German manga is pretty crappy. They always call Goku Son Goku and Gohan Son Gohan. Then this Kinto Un Jinju Jun bullshit. I don't even know what that is. Yamcha is called Yamchu, and many other things which caused me a headache. Surprisingly, the translation of this animanga crap is a little bit better so far. Although Son Goku's full name is still Son Goku, his friends call him Goku, same with Gohan. Interestingly, Mutenroshi is called Kame Senin. In this case, I prefer the old German translation, and I apologize for not being able to properly pronounce this, Herr de Schildkroten, which means Master or Lord of the Turtles, because it's a title and not a name. But it surprised me very much. Furthermore, the Dragon Balls have their Chinese names. For example, Sing Kin Kyu. I, oh, I'm really bad with this stuff. Too bad Kintoun is still Jin Dujun, and Piccolo's Makanko Sappo is still translated as Holen Spiral or Sprawler or something. Spiral of Hell. Which isn't so bad, but hey, Kamisenin is more unfathomable for German customers. Okay, let's end this little letter. I hope you enjoy this stuff. Until the next package. Best regards from Germany, Timo. Timo, you're an awesome guy. We totally appreciate this stuff. So we're going to look through it and probably, I haven't really gotten a chance to check everything out yet. Um, there's also some other stuff here, like little cards. I like these. They're cute. So, uh, we'll look through them and give you some thoughts probably next episode. So there's some cool things. Mary, there's a movie opening this weekend. Yes, that's I was, right. I was talking about it with Andrew last night and we're both like, uh, 
I guess we'll go see it. So maybe we'll do that tonight or tomorrow or something. Uh, the Forbidden Kingdom opens this weekend. And yes, this movie is loosely based on Journey to know. the West. I really don't know if I want to spend the money on that. But it's, I mean... I haven't seen any commercials for it. I for have. One. I saw I one. Have. It's uh, an old Jet Li and an old Jackie Chan. And they're fighting in a loosely based on Journey to the West thing where some dude from Boston gets transported into something or somewhere um and because that's dragon ball related in some kind of way we should go see it and tell people what we think so it's your job and your duty to do it i suppose so people can't see you shaking your head (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm very um animated sometimes nice mary i actually have a question for you shoot and since you haven't listened to last week's episode you don't know what i'm gonna ask you no except i looked at the outline okay we had an email question last week asking us what our favorite foreign dragon ball song was my answer was what's my destiny the italian theme do you have a favorite i do either a change song or just a foreign version of a a song a foreign version of a song i don't remember if it's spanish or portuguese okay maybe it's filipino so that kind of is very well, broad. Uh, you mean English? Yeah, English. Um, <laughs> there's like this, um, I remember distinctively cleaning one day. I was doing like the slip cover on the sofa and you were playing this set of songs and it was really well done. Uh huh. It was like, um, was it Hikari no Tabi? Yeah. See, I knew. I actually said to Jeff, I'm like, I don't know. I think Mary might like What's My Destiny, but she'll probably say something off of Songs of a High Spirited Saga. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. It, w- it was the English version of Hikari no Tabi. Yeah. It was the duet, slow, really well done. Yeah. I knew you liked that. So that was kind of my thoughts. So. You know me. I yeah. Like this. Sweet. I called it. Well, there's um your additional answer from last week's email. So that's kind of all the stuff going on. We got some news. We got a topic. We'll do that inconsistency. So shall we move along? So we got two pieces of news for you this week. The first up is something Jeff and I actually talked a little bit about last week as a news slash topic. And that um, IGM put up part two of What's Wrong with TBZ almost immediately after part one. Right. So we just or rather you just missed talking about it last week. And we predicted one thing dead on. Uh, you haven't listened. So you don't know what we were talking about. But we were going through it like, all right, they're going to do a part two. What are some of these additional things they could talk about? And Jeff and I both concluded that the fans was going to be one of their criticisms about Dragon Ball. Sure enough, that was their final criticism oh, yeah. about Dragon Ball. Absolutely. So we'll go down the list here from part two. You can listen to last week's episode where we broke down part one a little bit. Not too much. But uh, here we go. Typical one-dimensional villains. Typical male anime protagonist. Race and anime, boys are better than girls, and obsessive fanboys. Now, I gotta say, and this is kind of like tooting our own horn a little bit, but the responses and criticisms and devil's advocate kind of stances we're getting on our reform are like way above what people are putting over on the IGN article itself, because it's all just... (sighs) And they kind of were discussing this in our form. Everyone's taking it to heart so badly. You're really getting defensive. Like, you're proving the obsessive fanboy exactly. part of it. Although I don't know if I agree with the obsessive fanboy, because for most shows, people are obsessive. I would relabel it as, like... Illiterate? Illiterate, <laughs> asinine, stupid, <laughs> impossible to reason with fans. Yeah. Fan- or maybe just fanboys. I would leave it at just fanboys, because that has any kind of connotations that you want it to have. But right. obsessive is kind of like... People are obsessive no matter what they're into. There can be good obsessive stuff. Like, like well, like, we put our obsessions uh, exactly. I'm like, we we put out content every week, and even if you don't like it, like creating content is a good thing, isn't it? So that's kind of obsessive fanboys. But there were some really good things 
responses, retorts on our forum. Uh, I think Herms had some good stuff in there like, well, it, it, can you really criticize the fandom? Is that part of the show? And I said it is because... Because it affects other people from wanting to get into it. Like, how many arguments have you seen online? People saying, I want to get into the Dragon Ball, but the fans are really annoying, so I never bothered with, with it. So I, I know. I agree. So I, I kind of go both ways, but I lean more heavily towards agreeing with it. And then there's things like, well, that's just the American fan base. What about the Japanese fan base? You know, there are more mature about this, aren't they? And I wanted to type up a really huge response to this, but every time I did, I was like, I'm exhausted and I can't make coherent thoughts right now. But the Japanese audience is 10 years older than the American audiences. Like, they have time on it and all that kind of cool stuff. And it really seems like I'm championing these series of articles more than I should be, almost. Because... They're not that great, but no. it's nice having our thoughts validated in yeah, some Because we're at the point where, like, we love the show so much, we can criticize it and not take it to heart at the same time. Because, right, you know, a stupid article is not going to change how I feel about this show. I can look at it and be like, yeah, that's kind of true. And people are getting so defensive about it. Like, it personally affects them. It's like, you didn't make the show. Come on. <laughs> and they actually say that in the obsessive fanboys thing where it's like people oh so i don't know i'm getting upset about it now we're taking it to heart we're taking <laughs> exactly. the people getting upset i know it's really weird it's however of yeah so check them out and i think we summed up our feelings better last episode so listen to what we said last episode and enjoy the articles i don't know they they said they're going to do more than dbz that was one criticism they're like oh why are you taking out everything on dbz like number one they're not taking out anything on dbz two they said they are going to do more like other se- of course, next up is probably Naruto. I would love to see that. <laughs> I, I personally... And my biggest complaint is people are saying, well, why bring this up now? It's so, so old and we've already talked about all this. I think, I forget who it was. Like, I'm kind of absorbing what people say in the form into my own thoughts, but I agree with them. Is there an expiration date on Dragon Ball? Like... Is there some point where you can't talk about it anymore? Of course it's okay to say these things. Even if it's old, it's still relevant. So That's just one of the lamest arguments I've ever heard. Why now? It's pointless. Like, who cares? Like, that really makes no difference at all. All right, so that's that. Let's move on to uh, the other bit of news. This is actually about a week or so ago. Episode 100 of Gintama aired in Japan. For those who don't know, it's pretty much just a comedy, parody, shonen jump kind of. It's a manga and it's also a TV series as well. And this 100th episode was just ripe with Dragon Ball references and parodies and stuff. And I remember I texted you, Mary, and I was like, I just lost my shit. <laughs> I have to show you this later. So we watched the whole episode raw, which was interesting because we haven't watched much raw lately. And there were a couple things that I really wish I could, you know, have an actual translation on. So we were both saying, why is he crossing out Yamcha? What was going on there? You know, it's hard to explain. You'll have to. It right, easier, right, right, but it all culminates in this parody <laughs> of Hedchala at the end of the episode, which is really it starts out like a generic shonen kind of opening from like the eighties, early nineties kind of thing, and then they're just like, "Fuck it, we'll do Hedchala as its entirety," and it's just so dead on Not in its entirety. Just well, do like a the last seconds. half of it, maybe. Yeah. It's it was so good. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So that's the news for the week, other than I didn't get my chosen shoe yet. So with that done, we're going to take it back over to a topic. 
So our topic this week is another inconsistency. Yes, we're going to do another video for this because we, like I said, we like creating content and sharing our thoughts and noticings and stuff. This is actually something I wanted to do. And then we got an email about it from Doug who suggested it. And I was like, hey, if someone else is suggesting it, maybe now's a good time to actually go ahead and do it. So going by the TV series, this is going to be DBZ episode 95. Yes, this is where Goku goes Super Saiyan for the first time. But that is not quite what we're talking about. We're talking about something just before that. So I read through the manga and I watched the scene and I got all my stuff together and I said, Mary, here, read this chapter. Pay attention to the panels. All right. Now watch the scene again from the TV version. And what did you say to me? I was like, I don't see anything. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you showing me? So you and have to talk look... more in the anime. Like, well, okay, right. It's a bit wordier and it loses some of its drama as opposed to the long word. It's just like, boom. But there Stop. is something that might be a slight change. And that's what we're going to talk about. And this is the actual process of Piccolo being shot through the chest. It's slightly different between the two. So over here in chapter 317, Frieza appears up on the cliff again. This Goku did the Genkidama and he's not actually dead and he shows up again. Immediately after they see him up there, we have a panel of Piccolo being shot through the chest. The next panel, and this is where it gets a little confusing, is Piccolo kind of falling over because of it. And it looks like he's maybe falling on Goku or in front of him. And then the next panel shows him kind of on the ground in front of them. So, all right, Piccolo got shot and fell over. Now, when we take it over to the TV version, this is where it differs slightly. Like you said, Mary, there's a little bit of extra dialogue. Could yeah, have been actually said something. Trying to show me, actually. No, no, no. It's like, why is it needlessly wordy? Oh, right, panning it out. Right, exactly. So the difference here is that Frieza shoots and Piccolo yells Goku's name and from a discernible distance jumps in the way of it, physically knocking Goku out of the way and thus getting hit with the shot. So, again, this is why it's a little vague of a change, because if you look at the actual manga panel, you can't really tell if he's hitting Goku or if he's in front of them. Goku just kind of looks like uh, drunk at the moment because he's exhausted. So, Mary, what do you think? Is Was this a, a change? Was it taking a little bit of liberties with what appeared to be on the page? I think the anime is definitely taking some liberties. In the manga, it looks like he's just falling on Goku. In the anime, it's pretty blatant what he's doing. Well, it's different here because you can see he doesn't fall on Goku. He falls on the ground with a bit of space in front of them. Because hmm. in that panel just in front of it, it looks like he's knocking into him. It does kind of look like he's knocking into Goku, but it, it's really hard. And Gohan's kind of in front of them almost. It's not the most... I don't want to say it's not well drawn because it is well drawn, but it's kind of hard to make out, which is really weird for Toriyama. I feel like if the anime didn't exist, we wouldn't be having this. Obviously, we wouldn't be having this discussion, but I feel like without something to compare it to, we would just look at this and just take it as what it is rather than trying to second guess how he's falling, you know, if there's any meaning behind it. Well, let's look at some meaning. The thing I want to point out is Frieza going after people. It's very clear in the manga, all right, Piccolo's first. Next thing he's going to do is Kududin goes boom. And then he even makes a point like, I'm going after the little runt next, Gohan's next. So it's kind of clear he's picking them off one by one. He's all about pissing off Goku to the absolute extreme. Whereas in the TV version, if Piccolo had to knock Goku out of the way of this blast... It implies that he was going, for Goku, was going for Goku so I think that's a definite change in meaning right there if you not even counting the whole oh Piccolo's defending Goku right. that's a whole other can of worms right there but... which we can talk about in a second right 
But that's a great point. Like in the anime, it, it implies that he's going after Goku. He's going in for the kill right there. So right. yeah, that's another different. Which kind of isn't being. really his style, I think. Anyways. Yeah, he wants to make him suffer. Right. I mean, he's obviously not in very good shape. Uh, but neither is Goku. But I see Frieza going after the little ones first, which is true no matter which version you look at, because Kudadin goes boom like within a couple panels, you know. So oh, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry that this aired <laughs> how many years ago in Japan? How many years ago even in the U.S.? Hello, this is 10 years ago here in the U.S. now. I think we can talk about spoilers. <laughs> Let's talk about Piccolo and his motivations then. In the timeline of the series, a little over a year ago, Piccolo was very happy to conveniently take out Goku when he was killing Raditz. We're at a point now where he's trained Gohan. I wouldn't say he's friends with everyone just yet, but he has grown significantly enough as a character. Character. I don't think he's grown enough to want to shove Goku out of the out way. Of no. So do you think he's doing it for Gohan, maybe? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Just I, I don't, It's not long enough to make any kind of conclusion. Right. I have to assume that maybe, it's just an assumption, Toriyama had some input on the TV series, correct? Oh, yeah. Maybe they're like, okay, we need to pat... Uh, pat this what do you want to happen more. here? What was your intention? Because we can't tell. For all we know, maybe he did intend. Right. Or maybe not, because I don't think the manga is that explicit. Right. I don't know what Goku's thinking. <laughs> I mean, no, not Goku, uh, Piccolo. Right. But maybe you're right about the Gohan thing. I would buy that more than him trying to protect Because he Goku. jumped in front of a blast for Gohan. I can see him jumping in front of a blast for Goku, for Gohan. Yeah. You know? It's like, not this shit again. <laughs> Maybe it's another one of those cliche, I'm the one who gets to kill Goku, you don't have Maybe. the right to do this. I think he's probably still in that mindset. Oh, absolutely. And we, I, I really love this moment. It's a scene during the uh, early Jinzo Nigen stuff when they're chasing Dr. Gero. There's a moment where they're, they're talking to him and he's all friendly with everyone. And he just busts out, I am not friends with you. I am Piccolo Daimao and I am taking over the world and fuck you guys. I'm still evil. I love that Piccolo. Yeah, I, I do too. So he definitely still has that part to him, which we, we can't ignore and we can't overlook. This got to still be in there somewhere. So what do you think about this? Is it, is it a change? I don't know. I can't tell if it's intentional or not. That's the hard thing. I'm really, <laughs> I'm so on the fence on this. I really don't know what to think. This is the kind of thing where, unfortunately, the kind of responses we get to these YouTube videos, we have to say, it's like, you think too hard. We're not just complaining about this. We're just saying, hey, this is interesting. I wonder why they did this. And isn't it cool that we can share this information with people? So I guess we have to make that pretty explicit. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was neat. And it's really funny to me how all the inconsistencies we're doing, and even the next one, is from this almost exact time frame. Like we had the Vegeta seeing the Super Saiyan. We had Dende's killer. We had the, or not Dende, Cargo's killer. We have this. My next one's going to be Frieza related as well. So uh, what does that say about this era of the manga and the TV Not series? quality control. <laughs> no. Cool. So I liked this one. Did you like this one, Mary? Um, It was one that I didn't know existed because clearly when you showed me the manga and the anime back to back, I was like, what? <laughs> so I learned something today. That's the important thing. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. 
So that's the topic. As always, when we do an inconsistency, we do a video to go along with it. It's pretty much a recap of what we've said, but you actually get to see the manga panels. You get to see the scene in question from the TV version. And here, like I said, a little recap of our thoughts and our stuff on this. So go check it out. It'll be linked, hopefully, with this episode. So with the topic done, Julian's not here, so we're going on a few weeks for those DVZ ABCs. Uh, we don't really have a top five episode or list for this episode. Mary, we need to fill in your last couple of manga panels. Well, we finally have a scanner, so... Right, and we forgot to do our top five panels from the last volume of the manga. Yes, we were, we were quite far behind. Yeah, so next time we do a top five, we'll have to double up and catch up on all that stuff. So, and then there's no more releases for the rest of April, so again, that just takes us over to the emails. Mary, we're going to start off emails with our YouTube comment of the week. Yay. This is uh, kind of a throwback to our old mailbag section on the website where we take some things we get and we're just like, WTF, I did you not read? Are you not able to form coherent thoughts? I don't understand. Can you give me more explanation here? You know how YouTube is. It's a perfect breeding ground for these kind of things. We put up videos. We love getting comments on them. But every once in a while, we just don't know what they're saying. This is one of those. This comment comes from, this is one of the early kind of, we were talking about something on the podcast, we said something funny, we're like hey, let's make that into a video. And so we did. And this is when we were talking about uh, season one of DBZ over in syndication here in the US where Bulma picks up a picture and lunch is on that picture, but Funimation has conveniently edited lunch out of the series up until this point. So they kind of just ignore the fact that she's in this picture, even though they show her. So we were like, wouldn't it be funny if they painted Piccolo's face on top of that or something to truly, you know, fully mask her out of the series. So we did this. And I have to admit, I didn't have the dub episode available to me at the time. It would have made more sense if we had the dub audio with it. All I have is the Japanese version. So it's got the Japanese audio, so it's a little confusing. But regardless, like, it says what it is. The description says what it is. And Mary, let's assume your name is Eskeletor 4. Eskeletor. I like Eskeletor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, gotta go with the He-Man here. So, Eskeletor. Escalator 4 says, Lunch is behind Master Roshi with a face of Piccolo. Yes. Yes, he is. Gee. You certainly watched the video. I never understand YouTube comments that just say what the video is. It's like, yes, thank you. I saw it. I saw it too. Uh, yeah, that, that's what happens. Good job, Ace. <laughs> Some other really funny, it's not related to Dragon Ball, but I think uh, I, when we put up I Walk Alone, our Otakon video from a couple years ago, Number one, I, I can't imagine not knowing the song Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Number two, it says what the song is in the description. People will post and say, what song is this? Like, it's, it's Holy right. Holy fucking God. It's, it's right there in the description. People if you fail at the internet, <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, so that was our YouTube comment of the week this week, just because you watched a video and you typed what that video was. And I, we just don't understand what the purpose of that is. Do we not understand YouTube culture? I, I have to imagine that's a big part of it. Like, we just don't understand how it works. Like, is this what Are you do? Are we that out of touch now? Like, I'm I, sad. I, I don't know. We have a whole backlog more that we hope to share with you. Really fun stuff. But with that done, we're going to take it over to some regular emails. We got two for you this week, although one has a couple questions. Let's uh, do the first one here. Mary, why don't you read this one? I would love to. Comes to us from Hector. From Hector. Hector writes, Hey, Mike, Mary, and God, a.k.a. Julian. He's God, man. That's awesome. Is that why he's, like, not here and not talking he's to us? He's omnipotent. He All doesn't right. need to talk to us. Anyway... 
Just wanted to ask a simple question. I know you guys are going to think I'm a noob for this, but I really wanted this answered. I've been watching DBZ since I was five, and this always bugged me. When Bulma, I think that was her, made a wish to Purunga asking for everyone killed by Frieza to come back to life, why didn't the Saiyajin, and specifically Bardock, come back to life? I would love if this was on your podcast. Anyway, superb job, Mike Marion God, Julian. By the way, Mike, let's play some Uno. Yeah, I haven't been playing much Uno lately. When I'm on uh, live, I'm usually playing Rock Band. Oh, no. <laughs> As to be expected. <laughs> yes, but uh, feel free to invite me. Uh, we've said this before. I haven't said it in a while, but uh, Xbox Live, my gamer tag is Fujito EX, as to be expected. So, you know, add me as a friend and we'll play some games and stuff. Be our friend. Sweet. So uh, let's answer the question. Why didn't all of the Saiyajin and specifically Bardock come back to life when the wish was made to resurrect all those killed by Frieza and his henchmen? Is this one of those things where the dragons um, are able to decipher your intentions? Well, no. The, there's an actual me. limitation here. Well, obviously Frieza killed all of the Saiyajin because he blew up the planet, so he's directly responsible for it. However, if you check out chapter 321, this is when Kaiosama and Kamisama are kind of formulating the plan to bring people back to life. It's a combination, alright, we'll do this with Shenlong, we'll do this with Paronga, this wish will be used for this. You remember that whole yeah, situation yeah, yeah. there. That was good times. I like that. Kaio suggests using Shenlong to bring back the mass amount of people. Kami says that's fine, but it would be limited to those who died in the past year. So right there, it's been longer than a year. If you want to look at the actual timeline, Frieza destroyed Planet Vegeta in age 737. These events that are taking place right now are in age 762. And those actual years come from the Daizenshu timeline in Daizenshu 7, I think it is. But even still, like, you know it's been longer than a year because it takes a year for Dragon Balls to work again. And how long has it been in the series since then? We've had so many wishes. So they can make that wish, but it's just going to be kind of like this last round of fighting that's been going on. Just the people killed on planet Namek up until this point. So that is the reason. There's a little quote there, a little panel, but it actually says why right there in the series. And they kind of go with this as a rule for the rest of the I series. I learned something new again. Well, you knew the one-year rule, didn't no, you? No, I knew that. But you know where it came yeah. from. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. It's one of those like, yeah, I know this is a rule, but I, I gotta actually track down where this comes from because I know it said somewhere, but where is it? Cool. So uh, thanks, Hector. I hope that answers your question. I like that question. I'm gonna try to hop on live and sit around and play Uno with someone. I should just do that. I should just leave it on in the background. Oh, no connected be away and like when i'm working on stuff and people can pull me away from editing the show so i can play uno with them uh let's do another email here mary i'm gonna ask you to read it, it comes to sure. us from rachel rachel had it's not the rachel from our forum it's a different rachel okay people are allowed to have the same name Oh, Believe wow. it or not. Rachel Incredible. has a couple questions, but we're going to take them all anyways, because sure. I said so. All right, she writes, To everyone at Dyson Chuyx, Mike, Julian, Mary, and sometimes Jeff, I absolutely love your dedication to the Dragon Ball series, the site, and especially your podcast. At the risk of sounding like a cheesy self-help program, you guys have given new life to a series that ended long ago. And of course, I love the fun at Temple of Trunks. Oh, gee. I have been listening to the podcast for a relatively short time, but I already find myself laughing in the middle of grocery stores everywhere and earning dirty looks while listening to you guys talk. I think I may have sent my first email to the wrong address, podcast at gmail.com. Google podcast would nearly be as exciting, so I'm resending with much better questions. I'm pretty sure the first ones I sent stunk. One, is it ever explained exactly why, even though Goku is much stronger than his opponents, his muscle mass is much lower? Take, for example, when he fights Nappa at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z. Nappa is a honking mass of throbbing muscle, while Goku is much smaller, even though Goku far outclassed him. Honking mass of throbbing Holy muscle. Dirty. Anyways, please continue. 
Is it just so Goku doesn't look so scary, or is it trying to show how mind and body need to be trained, or something along those lines? Number two, have you guys ever seen or heard something that reminded you of Dragon Ball while being as far from Dragon Ball as possible? This seems to happen to me a lot, and I'm hoping I'm not just crazy. Three, I only thought of this because my birthday is in an hour and a half, but have any of you ever had a non-Dragon Ball fan try to get you something Dragon Ball related for your birthday and completely messed up? I know question two and three were just asking you about your own experiences, but at least I may hear some funny stories in the next podcast. I forgot most of the questions I had, but I know I'll remember them tomorrow. Let's hope I remember them this time next week. Hoping for your next podcast, Rachel. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mary, I mentioned this to you. It's really funny. I, I hate to put you on the spot, but I was looking through some random pages okay. on Temple of Trunks. <gasps> no. Don't and I'm like, say the truth. Mary, don't say the truth. You don't put apostrophes when you pluralize a word. You know what? I guess I wasn't as good a writer as I thought I was back when I was 16, 17. <laughs> I thought I was like awesome. I thought I knew better. But you know what? I didn't proofread any of my updates. No, clearly. I was like, I was going to get this shit up. <laughs> no one's really reading this. But anyways, you're allowed to be 16, I suppose. I think I've said that exact phrase before. Let's go through here. Number one, Goku's muscles, masses, and stuff. I always, I don't think there's any real reason for it. Explanation. Nice it's guys aren't big. Very true. Villains are always big and grr. Although, I don't know, there's a lot of shonen where the guys are muscles and grr kind of thing. This isn't manly shonen. No, well... Slightly from time to time. I, I think, like you said, it's a mind over muscle kind of thing from time to time. It's always, we've talked about this recently with our manga stuff where Popo's training Goku. He's like, you have to make his moves efficient. Yeah, be efficient, feel out your opponent, don't rely on your eyes, all that kind of stuff. And Goku does get very muscly at points when he uses Kaioken times four and he kind of can't really move himself anymore. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a fun observation, and I think it's just a, a typical shonen kind of thing. Luffy is incredibly skinny, Naruto is short, and it's just a shonen cliche, you know, the underachiever kind of overachieving and coming into grandness kind of thing. I guess number two. Have you guys ever seen or heard something remind you of Dragon Ball being as far away from Dragon Ball as possible? Maybe, but I can't. Any, I can't really think of anything. Specific. I can't think of anything either. There was there's a really interesting forum thread that we have where it was when was the last time you went a day without thinking about Dragon Ball? And I thought this was really interesting. I didn't respond to it, but for me, probably the day before I knew what Dragon Ball was. The way our lives kind of are, like there's all those DVDs over there. I can't walk in here and not see them. I see them, but it doesn't register with me. I don't I think about it. Well, that's very because true. Because I don't orchestrate the podcast, so I go days without thinking about Dragon Ball. I'm sure it must be on your mind every day because you have to think about new content and stuff, but I can go at least, I mean, I guess between podcast episodes is when I think Do about it. Do you honestly go a day where it doesn't register at all? I don't know. I, I'm not aware of it. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm it. not really aware of it, but I'm pretty sure I have at least some kind of flash because I'm always like, oh, that would be a cool podcast episode. And even if it's just a, you know, one second kind of flashing thought, it's at least there. So reminded of Dragon Ball, I, I don't know. I don't know that I actually have an answer to this question. I'd like to hear your own stories on this so we can kind of maybe jump off of that and think about it. Uh, Mary, how about receiving birthday presents or other holiday presents that were supposed to be Dragon Ball? but kind of really weren't. Um, again, I don't have anything. Sorry. Nothing at all? No, I, I always got my right presents. Aw. Though, I don't know if we've told this story. It's not Dragon Ball related, but the magic cards? I think I've told this story. Oh, okay. Back when I was in... Oh, jeez. Middle not, school. Had to be. It might have 
been my freshman year of high school. No, it was earlier than that. Maybe. It was either junior high or early high school. I think it might have been junior high. So Magic the Gathering just started to come out. I noticed that all the guys in math class were playing it. And I thought, that looks interesting. I want to get in on that. So for my birthday, I asked my mom for Magic cards. And I specifically made a point to say, I don't want Magic cards like pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Magic cards. It's a game called Magic the Gathering. It, it has its own name. And it's like a series um, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's just out. Can you get it for me? And she ended up getting me magic cards, like magician magic cards. And it wasn't out of the realm of possibility because when I was a kid, my sister and I would always ask for magic sets and we would put on little magic shows for our relatives and stuff. <laughs> but why would I be asking for that at age 14? Uh, like, I, I would not be doing the magic tricks anymore. So, even so if- I felt sad, but I mean, I liked having the magic card. But in retrospect, I'm glad I didn't get into magic. <laughs> that's, gathering. that's true as well. I got into far other more expensive hobbies. So I guess it was all for the best. Even if you've told that story before, I love it. And if there's a new listener, they just started it for the first time and it's still funny to me so thank you yeah dragon ball gifts i pretty much always just got stuff for myself i mean the closest thing and this was right after yeah right after christmas you can listen to those episodes i guess it would be the episode right after the christmas holiday where my dad got me this uh commissioned fan art thing and it wasn't like wrong or anything it was just completely out of the blue i guess that's it it's another thing where i'm like i'm sorry i i guess i don't have any funny stories to go along with this but tell me your funny stories because they're probably better than what i got so those are the emails for the week if you would like to send any questions comments suggestions all that good stuff mary where are you sending this stuff you send them over to podcast at diesdx.com. And you need me to spell it out for you. I don't, but maybe someone else. I just bit my tongue, please. <laughs> P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Sweet. So with the emails done, we'll take it on over to that contest. We are giving away the Dragon Ball Commander Red Saga 2-disc set. These are Dragon Ball TV episodes 58 to 67. It's the conclusion of the Red Ribbon Army Saga. So you're just going to send us an email. It's very simple. The only stipulations are that this email must have a subject with the word red in there somewhere. You can make up a sentence. You can just type the word red. It doesn't really matter. That's just how I filter them through. And you're going to get these entries in by April 25th at 12 noon. And we will give away the set via a random email drawing that next week. And we'll read your subject to see if it was funny. We've had some really interesting ones. Like I was telling, I don't know if I said this last week or the week before, we've been getting some entries where I have to look at it a couple times to see if it's spam or if it's a contest entry because they're that well written. It's kind of creepy and hilarious at the same time. So that's that. We will give that away. When is April 25th? Is that next week? Yes, it is. It's next Friday. Well, there you go. You got like a week to get in your entries and we'll give it away. I guess that would be next episode then. Send it to the right email address. Yes, it's got to go. We didn't even say that. You have to send this email to contest at dizx.com. Not your personal email address. No, not my personal address which people have done not the podcast address which people have done people have sent it to my personal address without the word red and i'm like did you listen to the episode at all oh that's part of winning the contest is actually following the rules yes you're a winner as i say it keeps out the riffraff so send them on over c-o-n-t-e-s-t at d-a-i-z-e-x dot com that is the contest stuff so that's going to be the end of the episode let us go enjoy our friday afternoon and then later put together an 
inconsistencies video. Got all the materials together. I got to record it and, you know, do all the video mixing and stuff. But that's fun times. It's easy. So, Mary, do you have any closing thoughts for the episode? I like the episode. I'm glad I, you do. I don't know. I have no thoughts. I, I want oh, my Chosenshu. Where's my CDs? You know what to expect on it, though. You shouldn't be that excited about it. But I want it. You have all the music already. Ah! Not all of it. Most of it. Frivolous purchase. No, it's 13 CDs, and it's totally awesome. And I think we're at the point where what remaining cold we had from the air conditioners earlier has gone away. Yes. And it's getting hot in yes, here let's again. Wrap this up. So let's wrap so this up, get out. the kitties out, open some windows, and probably get out of here for a bit. So thanks, Mary. Temple O Trunks, oh, you can yeah. plug it and all that right. stuff. Right. Temple of Trunks can be found at www.temploetrunks.com. Nice. Thank you. Sorry. Lack of updates. Uh, whatever. Julian and myself, Julian, who's a guy over in Japan, and if you're just tuning into these episodes for the first time, he's usually here every week, and he's an awesome dude, and you should go back and listen to old episodes that Julian is on, because we like him. Hopefully he'll show up again sometime soon. We're at Daizen Chewiex. It's the name of the podcast you're listening to. It's the name of the website, www.daizex.com. Daizex.com. So with that done, uh, we got to do an inconsistent video. We'll hit you back next week with another episode. We'll give away that DVD set. Until then, for Mary, for Julian, and myself, Mike, Vegito EX, I'm out of here. And it really seems like I'm the one championing the, and it really seems like I'm championing, I can't say. Championing? Yes. And it really seems like I'm championing these series of articles more than I should be almost. I love it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) F-U-P-E-R. You're through Prith Broad. Let's see you shake. All right, let's do the ending.